Today is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. Welcome to the program. I want to kick things off right away with our lead story today, and that has to be uh, Finance Minister Christia Freeland, who was front and center yesterday at her news conference in Ottawa. She read her fall economic statement, and I'm going to cover off a few of the highlights uh, of her speech, starting first off with um, the document suggesting that Canada will avoid a uh, recession this year, but it does predict that economic growth is going to slow to a virtual crawl. And the finance department actually uh, is projecting the economy will grow by only 0.4% next year. Now, at the same time, the unemployment rate is expected to tick up nearly a full percentage point to come in at 6.5% by the second quarter of next year. That in and of itself equates to tens of thousands more jobs uh, being lost in Canada. On a second point here, the costs to service our debt uh, will spike in the next three years. According to a Freeland statement, the cost to borrow money that the government now owes has already spiked from $20.3 billion in fiscal year 2021 to $46.5 billion this fiscal year. And these debt service charges are even going to be going higher in the coming years with the uh, carrying costs expected to grow to $60.7 billion in fiscal 28-29. Now, back in 2015-2016, this is the first year of this Liberal administration. The federal debt then was $619.3 billion uh, compared to about $1.2 trillion uh, today. This is projected to climb to $1.4 trillion now by 2028 uh, Uh, Freeland did say in her statement that a main focus of the government is to reduce federal debt as a share of the economy um, over the medium term. Now, according to the statement, the debt to GDP ratio is forecast to rise from 42.7% next fiscal year. That will eventually fall back to 39.1% by fiscal 28-29. The deficit for this fiscal year is going to come in at $40 billion. That is a tad lower than the $40.1 billion um, that was expected. The deficit for 24-25, that's now expected to be $38.4 billion, then $38.3 billion the year after, and $27.1 billion by uh, 26-27. I can't be the only one who is somewhat skeptical about that trajectory, but that's what was in the report. She also did speak uh, quite a bit about the housing crisis that we're experiencing here in Canada. And there was a a slew of new measures that uh, she introduced that are designed to increase the housing supply. Uh, Starting in 25-26, it will provide uh, the government, the government will provide an additional $1 billion over a three-year time period to build more than 7,000 new affordable housing uh, across the country. These include nonprofit, they include co-op housing, they include public housing. Um, Also starting in 25-26, there are provisions uh, called the Apartment Construction Loan Program. This will inject an additional $15 billion in new funding for the construction of more than 30,000 new rental homes um, across Canada. Uh, The finance minister also announced a new uh, Canadian mortgage charter. Uh, This uh, this will set out expectations for how financial institutions work with Canadians. It's designed to provide homeowners with new rights uh, when they're facing a mortgage renewal. And the goal is really to to provide tailored relief and ensure payments are reasonable for borrowers. Staying with the housing crisis, the government is also um, has initiated additional crackdowns on Airbnb and other short-term rental units uh, by making it less lucrative to own these units. The statement uh, yesterday proposes to deny income tax deductions uh, for expenses that are uh, incurred 
uh, for short-term rental income in areas where these units are not in compliance uh, with local laws. Obviously, this would be a massive blow to those Canadians who have gone out and bought units with the express purpose of using them for short-term rental market. Uh, if they cannot deduct the expenses on those units, it probably will make it virtually um, unprofitable in many of the situations. Um, if you travel, uh, you'll take note that the government says that it is going to crack down on junk fees. So this includes the costs that Canadians pay for international wireless roaming charges. And they always drive me nuts whenever I travel out of the country and I have to pay that 15 bucks a day or whatever it is. It drives me crazy. And with what happened, and it has to be the cherry on top of this update. If you're feeling stressed because your mortgage payments have spiked, if you can't afford to feed your family, if you haven't had a vacation in five years, Freeland announced yesterday that the government is going to be removing the GST and HST from psychotherapy and counseling sessions to ensure Canadians can receive the support that they need. Statistics Canada released the latest inflation numbers on Tuesday. The consumer price index rose 3.1% in October, and that is down from the 3.8% that it saw uh, in September. Uh, this data obviously is going to strengthen the bets that the Bank of Canada is unlikely to deliver another rate hike um, anytime soon. Cover off some of the highlights of this report. The largest contributors to the year-over-year -year CPI uh, continued, as they have in previous months, to be mortgage interest costs, uh, food purchased from stores, and rent. Uh, in the month, transportation costs fell 0.4% uh, on the strength of a 7.8% year-over-year decline in gas prices. On a month-over-month -month basis, gas prices fell 6.4%. Grocery prices remained pretty high, although the year-over-year the, the -year trend did improve. Prices were up 5.4% in October, and that's down from an increase of 5.8% that we saw in September. Mortgage interest payments, they rose by 30.5% year-over-year in October. Um, also, rent prices rose at a faster pace in October. Uh, they went up 8.2%, and that compares to 7.3% that we saw back in September. The largest increases in rent prices were Nova Scotia. If you live there, 14.6%. Alberta saw a 9.9% increase, so almost 10%. British Columbia, not far behind, a 9.1% increase in rent. Um, and in Quebec, we saw that rise by 9.1%. Uh, now, if you are planning a vacation, prices for uh, travel tours rose 11.3% year over year in October, and that uh, follows a decline of 2.2% back in September. Um, apparently, the uh, fastest growth rate is driven by travel destinations in the United States, so you may have missed a really a nice window for travel south of the border there. You are one of the many, many Canadians who lack confidence in your investing abilities and you're trying your best just to figure this whole investing thing out. Well, first off, you're not alone. Most people in our country do grow up without any formal training in how to manage their finances. This is particularly true when it comes to investing. Now, at our Investing Academy, we offer online training. Our programs are designed to take you through the whole investment process. So you can be a raw beginner. Our goal is to take you through to becoming a fully confident investor. You can check out the Academy website for more information. I will put a link in the description of this video. NVIDIA reported its third quarter earnings yesterday, and uh, there was a pretty cool reaction to it, or some pretty impressive numbers. They actually blew past the, the analyst expectations, but seemingly they failed to meet the high expectations of actual investors. And this morning, shares are down around 3%. Uh, so for its Q3 earnings yesterday, they reported earnings of 4.2 cents a share. That's up from the 58 cents it saw a year earlier, and it also beat analyst expectations of $3.39. Revenue came in at 18.1 billion, blowing away last year's numbers of 5.93 billion. 
The expectations for revenue were 16.1 billion, so it also beat there. In the data center division, which is the star performer of NVIDIA's operations, it had $14.5 billion of revenue, up 279% from the same period a year earlier. For guidance, NVIDIA said that it expects fiscal Q4 revenues of $20 billion, plus or minus 2%. Now, obviously, these numbers show very, very impressive growth, but clearly investors were hoping for more. Uh, so far in 2023, the stock is up um, over 200%. Uh, and this could uh, indicate that the market basically is, is pricing these shares um, to perfection. A couple of things that stand out to me from the report here. First of all, there are companies like uh, Microsoft, Alphabet, um, AMD, all big in the AI space, and they're developing their own uh, chips, or AMD in, in, uh, developing new chips. Uh, this is probably weighing on the prospects for NVIDIA. Also another threat are the U.S. curbs to exports to China that the Biden administration announced about a month or so ago. And obviously, I mean, China is the largest market for chips. Uh, these rules restrict the sale on some of NVIDIA's best products. Uh, these are done on the grounds of national security. Coming up for the balance of the week, it's relatively slow out there with tomorrow being a Thanksgiving in the U.S. and happy Thanksgiving to our American viewers. Uh, three good football games tomorrow. We have things kicking off with the Packers and the Lions. We have the uh, Cowboys and Commanders. The Cowboys uh, should win that game. That's uh, that's good. The nightcap, 49ers and Seahawks. That'll be a tough one, but, but go Hawks. The U.S. markets will be closed uh, for Thanksgiving tomorrow. On Friday, we have the Canadian budget balance numbers coming out. Uh, the U.S. market will be open, but it closes early at 1 o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time. I will be back here on Monday. Thank you for watching. See you in the next video.